Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Hello, welcome back. Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching Radio. We have got another fantastic show for all of you. But first of all, I want to thank all of you guys because yesterday, for a single day, was a record number of folks to listen to our show on a single day, and that's fantastic. So I know a lot of you are new listeners. Um, (laughs) I'm, I'm promising you it's going to be an exciting, fun, oftentimes mentally and emotionally challenging, but always financially rewarding uh, experiences you guys become regular listeners. So welcome all of you new listeners. Thank you for all of our regular listeners that we've had for years for continuing to support us. And thank you for making this the number one listen to podcast in our space, in your space, which is focused on helping real estate agents who are truly entrepreneurs become wildly successful with the mindset of being of service and helping others. Julie, my dear, welcome to today's radio show. Yes, thank you. It's fantastic to be here as always. And I think that we're seeing, you know, I don't know if you're hearing this from your clients, we hear it from the coaches and, you know, from emails and things that I think it's a little bit of an odd time of year and that this series of happy traits that we're talking about, you know, we don't always do mindset podcasts, but this one seems to be resonating with a lot of people. I don't know whether it's tax time or, you know, there's a lot of people on spring break. It just seems like kind of a weird ebb and flow out there and that these happy traits are getting people back on track. So I appreciate all the great emails you guys have been sending. And most importantly, make sure you're implementing because after each of our uh, points or traits, we're giving you some suggested action steps. So I'm looking forward to rounding out those points today with you, Tim. I'm going to touch on a couple things that are over on the website. You guys need to check them out. Uh, One is something that is perfectly timed to this time of year. Let me find the name of it so you guys can find it. It's over on timandjulieharris.com. A lot of you guys, literally tens of thousands of you, listen to us every day on iTunes. I strongly encourage you to go over to timandjulieharris.com, and I've got something that will make it so you'll want to. Here it is. Free download, 10 legal ways not to pay taxes. (laughs) Number seven Ah, will surprise you. Timely. Ah, that'll get your attention, right? So, guys, go over there. And I, when we were, um, I came across this idea. Um, Gina researched it. One of Gina's writers researched it. Gina researched it. And when we put all these thoughts together, I have to say there were probably two or three things on there that, um, and I consider myself relatively financially savvy. But there were two or three things that I'd never heard of before. And I'll, I'll tell you what one of them is. And then you guys got to go find and read the article and read. Actually, it's a white paper on what the other ones are. Um, and Gina, if you're listening, do not have this report behind the paywall. I believe it is right now, um, so fix that. So the um, the the art or the point in particular that I thought was very interesting is the uh, health savings accounts. I didn't realize the health savings accounts were so tax beneficial. So you guys got to uh, research that and uh, understand how you can do that. I think for a couple, it's like. $6,500, but it comes right off your AGI and blah, blah, blah. I mean, I'm not going to talk accounting stuff, but definitely read that. If you guys are like most salespeople, if you're like us, this stuff sort of like is like, oh, my gosh, I have to kind of go, you know, painfully go through it. But here's the thing that you'll learn along the way. Remember your coach or for your future coach, remember we told you this. One of the biggest frustrations that Julie and I had over the last, 25 years of basically, you know, being in real estate, owning this company, investments, and da 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 
is that we, are, we always felt like our accountants were never bringing us ideas on how we can save taxes, or our accountants were never doing the, you know, the, the, the stuff that we thought they should be doing. And so as a result of that, we went through a lot of accountants thinking that maybe it was the accountant's fault. But what event, I eventually had somebody who was very wealthy tell me that it's, the accountants will never do stuff like that. Generally speaking, you're the one that has to do the homework and bring the ideas to them. So that's what I started doing about, I don't know, 15 years ago is I started actually, even though I didn't like doing it, even though it was boring, even though it was frustrating, frustrating I started specifically researching how really wealthy people basically build their wealth and uh, do things that are obviously tax uh, legal, uh, but at the same time are making it so they're not overpaying in taxes. And the things I discovered are a lot of the things that are going to be in the article that you guys have access to do download. Now, the other thing I want you to get access to immediately and please complete is the survey. The survey is going to probably be done on Friday. I I'm not surprised by the results. Some of you may be um, that a lot of folks are long since long ago woken up to the fact that buying buyer leads is an exercise in futility. Um, so we're going to be publishing the results of that probably over this weekend. Make sure that you guys download that as well. I think what you'll find for the most part is when you read the survey results, uh, again, especially longtime listeners, that you're going to realize that you are actually on the leading edge of what I'm going to kind of term a movement in real estate and sort of a movement back to sanity. You're going to realize that basically there is you're not alone in understanding and believing that this business is an incredible opportunity, possibly one of the best businesses you can get into. I mean that quite literally. You know, uh, and and this business also makes it so that you can essentially create a income, create a business, create a structure around you. There's like nothing else that any other business owner can possibly experience. You know, if you think about the liabilities and the overheads and the expense you have from running a real estate business compared to somebody even starting a dry cleaning business, there's no real comparison. But what you're going to discover is there's a lot of folks that are understanding that the social media and the buying of the buyer leads and the big teams and all of those things are not in any way a panacea or going to get them to what their goals are. A lot of folks get into the business and they have the idea that they're going to create wealth for themselves and their families. They're going to, you know, that wealth is going to allow them to have a sense of freedom, and that's their primary driver. They're, you know, they're willing to take the risks mentally and emotionally. They're willing to do the work. And what happens is they get into real estate, and what are they inundated with? Oh, you got to buy buyer leads. You got to form a team. You got to what this? What CRM? What media? What this? Well, you got to do your branding. Da, 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 da. And then all of a sudden, your original motivation for wanting to get into real estate is gone because you're so confused and overwhelmed with all these competing messages. And a lot of people are, you know, gravitating towards listening to this podcast and taking action on the coaching program because they don't want to have that bullshit rattling around in their brains anymore. They want to get back to the fact that they got in this business because they wanted to create something that would create income for them that would allow them to, you know, create true financial wealth that creates true financial freedom and stay on that path. Never did ever disconnect from that. And if anyone tries to sell you guys leads, if anyone's trying to sell you some CRM and all the rest of those things, I want you to go back, listen to our past podcasts and use your business brain. And if you don't have much of a business brain, develop one by listening to these podcasts and then you're going to start being able to sift and sort at lightning speed the truth from the fiction, the secret sauce, shiny bullet, you know, glow-in-the-dark, easy-button stuff from the reality of the fact that long-term, ever-increasing success comes from the mindset of being of service to other folks and doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. Julie, I believe you have some emails and folks you want to recognize yes, before we get to our next point. That's yes. right. Okay, so this email I think was 
really meant for you, but uh, you'll see what I mean in a second. This is from Uh-oh. Agent uh, Bradley Keith, I believe, in the Beverly Hills area. Hi, Tim and Julie. I'm a daily listener to your podcast. You two are fantastic. I love listening to the morning on the way in. Gets me through the day. Quick background. I've been in the auto industry for the past 12 years and currently with a high-line supercar company in Beverly Hills. I've had a love affair for real estate ever since buying, fixing up, and selling my own house in Chicago a few years back. My goal is to transition over to real estate full-time. However, before I can do that, I need an income and can't leave my current job just yet. I've been very successful in my current industry and have created great relationships from some of the most wealthy people in L.A. Needless to say, I want them to be part of my real estate career also. Many of them happen to be in real estate or are currently brokers themselves, and just about all of them are trying to get me on their teams, and I have no clue who to go with. I've recently acquired my license in California, and I'm looking for some direction. I've been given some advice from a few brokers that I've talked to, and most suggested joining a team since I'll be new and part-time starting out. One team lead, for example, requires a 50-50 split after their 80-20 broker split already off the top. And from what I'm told, this is because the team leader, quote, spends endless amounts of money on leads and, quote, does most of the lead generation for you. All that sounds great aside from the losing of the 50%. And from listening to your podcast, which is very clear on not buying leads, I'm thinking this may not be the best move. Do you think since I'm new and not full-time yet that this is the norm for now that I should expect, taking into consideration my current automotive clients may not be in the market to buy or sell right away? Is a team system a good idea since I'll need help starting out? I'm just torn on who to work for, and any bit of advice you may be able to give would be much appreciated. Thank you for reading, and thank you for your podcast. I won't be offended if I don't get a response. I understand you're busy with busy agents, but I continue to listen daily either way. Thank you again, Bradley Keith. So here's the answer. Here's the answer. And this is the honest answer, and I know, again, we're the only ones that are going to tell you this. I realize that every single broker, every single office manager, every single coach, every single speaker, every single whatever are all going to tell you to join a team. And I'm going to tell you not to join a team. Here's what I'm going to tell you to do. Okay? And I'm, this is going to fly in the face of what everyone else is going to say. Learn how to be a listing agent. Do it now. Don't think you have to basically – look, you sold cars, right? You, won't, you had nothing to sell if you had nothing on your lot. In other words, if you had a bunch of really kick-ass cars on your lot, people would come – and provided you know the cars were nice and they're priced correctly, you know, and you didn't screw up the sale, you were selling cars, right? Correct. That's how it works. If you have a big lot and you have no cars, you have nothing to sell. So you already know something that maybe a lot of other folks getting in the real estate business don't know. You have to have inventory to make money. You're li- now. Here's the interesting thing, and I'm just what was his name again, Julie? Uh, Bradley, I believe. Bradley, so here's the interesting thing. When you were selling cars, you guys had to have a floor plan. The floor plan, for everyone else who doesn't know what it is, because I've coached car people, you know, zillions of them, uh, is a loan from the bank, and you don't have any interest payments in that floor plan for typically 60 or 90 days. So a dealer can buy a car, put it on their lot, have no interest payments on it, and their goal is to sell that damn car before their first interest payment is due. That's how car dealerships fund their businesses. But listen, Bradley, you don't have to pay Jack for your inventory now because if you take listings, you'll have you know, 10, 20, 30 signs all over your town with your smiling face on them, with your phone number on them. And for you to have those signs in the yard, it costs you nothing. For you to have those houses listed, it costs you nothing. And when you sell those houses, you make a margin on them that you had no carrying cost. To be, you have no floor plan. You had no lot insurance. You had no – you get the point – Real estate is incredibly profitable when you're focused on being a listing agent because you don't have to pay for your inventory. 
You guys understand that? Every single other business is out there. You have to buy, you have to open up a storefront of some variety. Then you have to buy your inventory. You have to, mar- you know, hopefully you have margin on your inventory that's going to produce enough profit. In real estate, your inventory are listings you have for sale, but those listings, to hold those listings in your inventory, cost you virtually like nothing. You know, MLS fees, a dollar per listing per month, that kind of thing. That's it. Brochures, I suppose. Maybe you don't start saying, oh, but the value of my time. Don't start saying stuff like that. Your time has no value unless you're actually earning money. If you're not earning tons and tons of money, do not tell me how much your time is worth because it's worth nothing until somebody's willing to buy it. Julie, does this make sense? Am I being too harsh? Absolutely. No. <laughs> I like when you're being that direct because it's fairly clear that, you know, I, I forget who originally said uh, in this business you're either self employed or self unemployed every day. You just That's may right. not be uh, to terms with the fact that you're unemployed employed based on your behavior. So, so yes, Bradley I, and everybody else right. Bradley and everybody else, listen, we have nothing against buyers. God bless buyers. But if you really truly want to be successful in this business long term, you have to focus all your best energies on being a listing agent. It is absolutely positively the only way you're going to be successful long term. Here's what scares the shit out of me about all of you guys that are so focused on buyers right now and all of the big teams for that matter. When the market shifts, which it is shifting in every market, in L.A., if it's over $3 million, it's months' supply of homes. In New York City, and I'm only using these as examples because these have been really incredible markets, in New York City, if it's over $2.5 million, it's months of supplies of homes. If it's over $5 million in Connecticut, it's going to sit for sale for years. So here's the, what's happening, guys. The market is transitioning. The market is changing. No big surprise. No one should be in shock. But if you're a big team leader – like the one that Bradley was thinking about working for, and you're running on tiny, tiny little margins to yourself, which is inevitably what is happening, probably 12 or 15% net before taxes profited is what most team leaders make. And all of a sudden the market shifts, and all of a sudden buyers start you know, basically saying, I'm going to you know, hold firm because the interest rates are going up, which they are. And if all of a sudden basically buyer lead, you guys get the point, you're going to be stuck with all this fixed costs. You're going to be stuck with all these hungry birds, i.e. your buyer's agents, that need to be fed. And what's going to happen? You're just going to weather the storm? Okay, fine. Do you have millions and millions of dollars to weather the storm? Because if it's anything like the last storm, it lasted about three years. We had so many, so many big uh, team leaders were calling us about in 2009, 2010, after it was basically almost too late for most of them, trying to figure out how to get their businesses back together because they lost all their personal savings and trying to keep their teams afloat. Same thing is going to happen this time. Exactly the same thing, except this time it's going to be worse because here's what the result's going to be. There's so many agents that have only been in this business for the past 10 years. Most of you listening are basically 10 years or newer in this business, and you don't know any other reality other than buying buyer leads. That's it. You've never been trained to do anything else other than hunt buyers. Well, when those buyers go away, or when those buyers get frustrated, when the market shifts and you only know how to do buyers and you only know how to buy buyer leads, I'm sorry, but you're gone. You're out of the business unless you know how to go after listings. You guys get it? You see how this is just common sense? Do you see how what I'm asking you to do is actually think like a business owner and think long-term and think strategically and think that you need and be focused on the fact you need to get back to what your original motivation was, which I don't care how you frame it. The word is always freedom. That's what you want. That's the reason you took the risk. That's why you're listening to me rant at you right now because you want to get to the point when you wake up in the morning 
Money is no longer the number one thing that you're having to worry about, right? Why don't you guys really get back and focus on that? The quickest and, dare I say, easiest way to get there is focusing all your best energies every day on being a listing agent. That's what we do. We do that, as far as I've been told, better than anybody else. Look, we're going to tell you how to work buyers. If you want to form a small team, we're going to tell you how to do that. But trust me when I tell you, we're going to use all of our best energies as your coaches to have you wake up and stay awake and alert to the fact that being a listing agent is where it's at. <laughs> Julie, am I making your job easier or harder on your premier coaching call later today? <laughs> oh, no. I mean, they're all actively pursuing this, uh, you know, either becoming a better listing agent, because we actually have some very strong listing agents in there, um, or becoming one in the first place. And then what will be interesting is when the market changes, and we are seeing those inklings of changes, it usually is in the top end of the market and the condo market and, you know, some of the super hot markets first, which we're already seeing some cracks to that, as you mentioned. What will be interesting oh, yeah. is as these guys get better and the market changes at the same time, the recipe is for them to be able to handle more listings because they'll be sitting around even a little bit longer. They'll start to build their listing inventory, and then that will be even more interesting coaching in that class because the next thing will be, oh, my gosh, I've never had so many listings before, so many pendings before. Now it's all about time management. So I'm looking forward to that. Some of them are already experiencing that. So that you know, it's not just a greater level of ebb and flow, right? The cash spurt versus uh, cash flow phenomenon, but that we can iron things out at a higher level. So I love coaching those guys, and they're all doing a great job, as they can see on the private Facebook page. So, ready so if for there's some happy one, points, if, yeah, <laughs> we're gonna get back to our happy points. But listen, guys, if there's one thing you have to take away from listening to all of our podcasts, is that you work for yourself. You're self-employed, you're an entrepreneur, and most of you guys are blessed with wonderful brokers and office managers. Most of you guys are really incredible talents and selling incredible products and leading. You know, really, you have the potentiality of having amazing lives. But what I really want you to understand is you are in the right place at the right time, and now it's really critical that you take the right actions. And that number one thing that I want you to take away from this and every other podcast is focus all your best energies every single day on being a listing agent. On being a listing agent, that's where the money comes from. That's where the that's where the true business model comes from. Bradley couldn't have sold high-end cars as he said he did, with, unless he had cars on his lot. You guys cannot sell real estate and not truly be in this business unless you have inventory to sell. So make sure you're taking action on that. Don't wait. Don't think you have to put in your time and work with buyers, and eventually those buyers will become sellers. Ignore anybody and everybody that tells you that. You can become a listing agent right out of the gates. Brand new agents, do not wait. I don't care if everyone around you is saying, wait, do not wait. Become a listing agent. So, Julie, let's jump right back in where we uh, left off yesterday on our happy points. (laughs) All right, happy point number 20. Happy people are versatile and flexible. They embrace change instead of hide from it. They have the ability to successfully communicate with multiple types of people in different situations, creating positive outcomes. So here's an action step for you. Take the DISC personality test. It's not the end-all and be-all or a scientific test, but it gives you a good feel for what your tendencies are. It'll help you understand who you are, who your best relationships are, and which types of people you're challenged by. So strive for versatility. The fact is that the most versatile and flexible agents also make the most money. Why? Because they're able to work with a variety of people in a variety of situations, but also they don't have a meltdown when they have to negotiate with a personality style that isn't an exact match with them. 
So versatile people are happier. Again, they make more money, and they actually feel less stress. People who lack versatility are more negative, more stressed, and generally broke. Those are the agents that say, well, I only work with people that I can click with. Well, what if that's like 5% of the population because you haven't worked on your versatility? That could be an income problem. doesn't look like it, but that's what's really going on. So that's the action step, work on versatility. Point number 21, happy people insulate themselves from soaking up the emotions of others. They are compassionate, gracious, and nurturing without being drawn in. They know how to protect their own emotional well-being. And this is a huge point for real estate people because a lot of times your clients will try and make their problem your problem. It's not your fault their electric panel needs replaced. And yet sometimes we find ourselves, you know, being asked to pay for things like that. So happy people are able to insulate themselves. I had a client once that would say before her business day, zip, zip, I'm in my protective suit and nothing can bother me. That was her little mantra to, you know, protect herself from the drama that was about to ensue, even on the seemingly perfect deals. So the action step, develop affirmations to protect your own emotional health so you can still show compassion without getting into the mud. And that, I think, is a skill that comes over time. You build up your thick skin, you get your affirmations, and you form strategies. But it is a specific trait of happy people. So point number 22, happy people understand that conflict can lead to positive outcomes and shouldn't be avoided at all costs. Instead, they understand the challenge and they work through it head on. They're okay with conflict. So here's a specific action step. Observe your reaction to conflict. doesn't even have to be just in real estate, just in life in general. What is your typical go-to reaction with conflict? Do you negotiate immediately or do you let things sit and fester? Do you meet challenges head on or wait for something to force your hand? Decide to embrace conflict and learn from it instead of avoiding it at all costs. Here's a tip. It doesn't generally get better if you hide out from it. So avoiding conflict costs you money. It expands your feelings of frustration, and it squelches happiness. So cut that out. Lead into conflict head on. I remember in real estate, well, I had to really embrace that and realizing that, you know, sitting on a problem generally doesn't solve itself. So trade of happy people. They deal with it. They try and make a positive outcome. Point number 23, happy people are not quick to judge, belittle, or insult. They know the power of positivity, so those actions are incongruent with the happy person's standards. Action step, decide today to get out of judgment and into curiosity. Incidentally, something Howard Brinton used to love to say, out of judgment, into curiosity. Let's, Julie, let's give them some practical – oh, yeah, of course. And uh, Let's give them some practical applications of that. So sure. we talked about this on the first day of presenting these points, but really the way to apply this is do not complain about anything. Even if you have a right to complain about it, just stop yourself from complaining. And then avoid people who do complain. And what you guys, a lot of you will find is some of your relationships are based on bitching. You guys will have friends that basically are the basis of your friendship is you guys get to share complaints. So stop complaining to, and then notice how the people who are around you who are reinforcing the bad behavior of you being a complainer will actually either drop you or they'll stop complaining as well because there's nothing powerful, there's nothing beneficial that comes after a complaint. There is zero benefit to you from allowing a complaint or really, if you want to call it, a negative thought to enter into your mind. So don't allow yourself the luxury, and that's really what it is, 
of being a complainer. When you become a complainer, when you give yourself the luxury of a negative thought, what you're really doing is you're allowing yourself to be lazy because if, after all, you're a victim of something, thus you're complaining about it, that gives you a perfect excuse not to actually move forward you know, because you've already decided that for some reason it's not going to work. You know, it could be a relationship. It could be a brokerage. It could be a whatever. So it all is about your powerful positive mindset. When it comes from being, when it comes down to being a complainer, avoid it. Just stop it. Go cold turkey on it, and you'll notice, again, how much quicker you start to feel better. So that's a very, very important point. Number 24, happy people seek out opportunities to give back versus always looking for a handout. They have the mindset, uh, mindset of abundance and not scarcity. And your action step is remember yourself – uh, remind yourself that the world is full of abundance. There's enough to go around. You're not living the life. If you're not living the life of your dreams, it simply means you have not found a way to help enough people. And that is the ultimate formula for why or you do or do not have the abundance in your life that you want. And guys, this is a good way. A good for any of you guys who are struggling with the idea of that having that being rich is you know some of you guys still bat it around in your head that you think it's somehow wrong that you're depraved to want more that you're you know wrong to want a this or that or the other versus you know wanting to improve yourself wanting materialistic stuff some of you guys are conflicted with that so here's the bottom line formula the more folks you help accomplish their goals in their lives the more you're going to accomplish in your life that's really that's really truly it so when you run across an agent who has a lot more than you of everything, it's because they have figured out a way to be of service to a lot more people than you. So the number of people that you service, the number of people that you help is in direct correlation to the amount of everything that you experience in life. And it's not just money. It's not just materialistic stuff. It's appreciation. It's the feelings of abundance that only come from being contribution to other people. You guys know what I'm talking about. You've all experienced this in the past. You know, this is the reason why, you know, taking care of other people, be it your family members, be it doesn't matter who, why it feels so good, because we're all wired to want to be of contribution to other people. That's how we're all made by God to be, is to be in contribution to other people. That's the reason it feels so damn good, okay? If you if weren't supposed to do it, it wouldn't feel good. Every time you open the door for somebody, or every time you, you know, gave someone a compliment, every time you helped somebody, whatever, it would be painful if, you, if it wasn't true what I just said. So just keep that in mind. Number, uh, point number 25, happy people have the ability to change channels. They have quitting time for work and family time for the fun time. Uh, time management is uh, a way of life, not just a fleeting idea. They're in control of what's important. They can switch from situation to situa situation with ease. So here's the way to basically give yourself, if you find yourself having, if, if work chases you 24 hours a day, even in your sleep, here's a way to break free of it. Accept the fact that your long-term ever-increasing success comes down to doing five, three to five things typically every day. Those need to become your minimum standards. We talked about this on past podcasts. If you guys need any help you know, clarifying what those are, make sure you grab our, uh, our free books. We give those to you free when you request a free coaching call at free coaching calls for agents.com or just go over to timandjulieharris.com and download the books and then like i said when we when you download the books you're also entitled to a, a call with one of our new member coaches but when you have your three to five uh, minimum standards every day when you know what those are at the end of the day you need to give yourself permission to stop working because you've done what you were supposed to do that day when you do what you're supposed to do every single day, when you don't feel like doing it, oh, look, I'm saying it again, <laughs> and you do it at the highest level, at the end of the day, it's the end of the day, and you don't have to worry about what you didn't do. 
the, this, the thing that wears us out, stresses us out, is if we feel like we're never done, when we feel like work is chasing us, chasing us everywhere we go. You're watching your kid's soccer game, and there's work in the back of your head or on your phone. But if you know every single day your day is successful, three to five minimum standards, and you did those things, when you're there at the soccer game, you're there at the soccer game. When you're at home having a glass of wine with your significant others, guess what? Enjoy the wine. You don't have to live that life that so many agents are plagued by by never actually being done with the day. Hopefully that makes sense for all of you guys. So listen, if you need us for anything, I want you to feel free to email me directly, Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com or Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com. And guys, continue listening. Please continue to share the word about, I guess it's a movement that we're helping all of you guys to embrace. And uh, yeah, thanks for helping us make this the number one listened to podcast by real estate agents. As far as we're, as far as we're told, this is by far the number one listened to podcast. Uh, help us get the word out. Help us embrace the incredible opportunity that being a real estate agent in this market is. And uh, we certainly appreciate your support. Have a fantastic day. If there's anything we can do for you, Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com or Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.